0: Hello and welcome to Harold hey Hay. It's Corey Vaughn with Adam Samaha, and today we're talking about uh, "Eating Contest," written by Joseph Purdy and directed by Steve Saki and Kelly James. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Harold hey Hay. We big surprise—we talk about Harold. Hey uh, this is a really funny episode. If you have any way of watching it, do it. Yeah, it's visually. The visual gags are just as good as the verbal ones, and it's worth seeing. Um, 99 cents on Amazon and YouTube. I just learned. Yeah. You can. Yeah. If you don't want to do have Hulu or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, we talk about, uh, the weight of family legacy. We also talk about some of the origin story of competitive eating. That's right. We uh, talk about, uh, uh, betting, uh, (laughs) and we talk about kids, uh, (laughs) Food. Um, yeah. Hard ca- to believe.
1: Kielbasa. We all mispronounced the entire show.
0: Uh, well, no, it's the other word that we pronounce, which we still don't remember. Uh, yeah. That so- proved
1: Suflaki. Suf- Su- 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 First time we've done it. Yeah. In the intro. So we also record this after we record the episode, as that just told. I
0: think, well, I think they know that because we yeah. always say what we talk about. True. We're looking into, oh. the, into the future. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, we never say we're going to. We always say we talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah, watch it if you can, rate and review. Uh email us at gmail.com. Um we're still taking late Christmas gifts
1: too if you want to send us like a handful of money.
0: Yeah, hey, I want to say another thing. Um I I think last time I I last time that I talked about the Harold hey the new movie, the jungle movie, I was kind of middling about it, and you know, the longer I've thought about it, the more I like it, which is similar to how I feel about the new Star Wars movie. I think like when you expect too much, you're always going to be disappointed. And I think, yeah, the more I sit with it, the more I'm, I'm positive about the Harold movie. So you guys should watch it. I think I was, I, I was middling. I'm sorry, Craig. I'm sorry. There's some parts the show, I didn't Craig. like. Come I'm going to admit that. I, and we'll tell you to like. your face, Craig. Now we won't. We'll probably just <laughs> no. talk to you about the thematic stuff of this show. <laughs> probably not the bloopers or whatever. Anyway. Um, Thank you for joining us. Oh, also, we um didn't, we didn't prepare
1: a song for the end of the episode as we usually do. So we'll do that and talk about that right now. Uh, sure. We yeah. We have uh, a song at the very end of the episode which you can look forward to. Um, it's a little payoff at the end. Uh, it's by Conan and the Moccasins, uh, and it's called "Hey Chocolate" to fit the the theme of food, food and consumption. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So we're gonna say that it's a mystery, but now now you know that it. In it fact, it wasn't. We were in the wrong in the future, which is in the past for us.
1: True. What is time, really?
0: On our next episode of Hey Arnold, Hey. Yep. We'll see. Maybe. We play Matthew McConaughey. That's right. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> In the eating contest, Grandpa convinces Arnold to participate in the annual eating contest, uh, which he doesn't really want to do. But Grandpa kind of um, convinces him with the weight of family history and family legacy. He tells him the story of being Arnold's age back in 1929, which makes Grandpa really old. Uh, But in 1929, he participated in the same eating contest and won. And made his father proud. His father cried and just said, I'm so proud about the way you eat. Uh, and and so that story convinces Arnold to move forward with grandpa's, grandpa's idea, um, which eventually um, leads him to uh, worry about it at school with his friends, uh, only to find out from Helga that there's someone truly terrifying when it comes to eating. His name is Seymour, and he goes by the name of The Disposal. So the kids head over to PS119's Nick of the Woods to check out who this kid is. Uh, they watch him through a window of an ice cream parlor uh, devouring a plate of ice cream uh, and not even uh, missing a beat. Uh, like, he was, he's fine. And you see kind of the Jolly Ollie Man at his best laughing maniacally. Like, any any kid who goes up against Seymour is going to be screwed. And, uh, I mean, that that depresses Arnold, and he considers... Uh, backing out of the promise he gave to grandpa. But as he's about to let grandpa know, I don't think I can do this. Grandpa starts muttering under his breath uh, about how proud, basically he Arnold sneaks into grandpa quote sleeping uh, in the TV room. uh, And grandpa's like muttering something under his breath, dreaming about Arnold being the winner of the eating contest and how proud he is, which You know, Arnold kind of says, "Uh, I don't want to let him down. All right. So he uh, he kind of comes back in and wakes grandpa up uh, and the two of them move forward with training Um, and training is just Arnold eating a lot, uh, finishing his day with a uh, Sunday uh, and grandpa saying tomorrow's the big day, which the big day consists of grandpa seeing Seymour at the festival, uh, devour eggs just straight out of a carton uh before the uh, competition no less before right before the competition uh and so (laughs) grandpa and uh mr kakashka go to arnold and say you're never gonna win uh and arnold says no i'm hungry let's do this uh and so the the eating contest is disgusting uh but really fun to watch uh because you see things like kielbasa and um uh, a giant cake, a giant cake and a, a giant tacos, a bowl of bowls of Caesar salad. Uh, and Slo- Slovakli Slo- how do you say it? Sovla, sovla, Slovaki, anyway, know. they may, it's the second time you see this, uh, form of food. Uh, and kids one by one are falling off the edge. Uh, but at the end, uh, Seymour takes one bite too many of ice cream grammatically doesn't make sense but you understand uh and then everyone's cheering including grandpa and gerald you can do one more one more and arnold takes one more bite and uh wins the trophy which makes his grandpa proud and then they go home and that's the episode of the eating contest great episode um
1: i think you yeah you did you, that was the probably the best summer you've done thus far i felt pretty confident yeah about it, it was very good yeah. um yeah, I think the biggest, uh, most obvious thing, which you want, you you prepped me with before we watch this, is that it seems like it's just about like familial pressure and familial weight and those sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's super. The, I think the comedy writing in this episode is probably the, one of the best that we've oh, seen so really far. Good. Yeah, it's like very on the whole time. Yeah, uh, lots of zingers and one liners on there. If that's your thing.
0: Yeah, uh, the Jolly Ollie Man is top of his game. Yeah, so fantastic. funny. Uh, I think that's Dan Castellana too. Uh, same guy who does Grandpa, and he he. This is the first time you really see the Jolly Olly Man's sinister, maniacal character. And there are going to be other episodes that are more central around him. Um, But uh, really good voice acting. And uh, good, like, yeah, I keep saying maniacal, but that's the way that he comes across. Like, his eyes are like a little yellow and like he um, just laughs at the kid's expense. Um, And then Grandpa being uh, on the couch sleeping... And then pretending like he was waking up for Arnold is this great, like, whoops, uh, I'm awake. I mean, I'm asleep. I mean, hi. It. I was telling Adam, it feels very um, Grandpa Rick from Rick and Morty uh, kind of uh, hemming and hawing uh, to manipulate uh, his grandson, which, again, is very Rick and Morty. Um, I think the other comedy parts, uh, I mean, that they call Seymour the disposal. Mm-hmm. The physical of this episode is so good it's like the animators really put their backs into this because first you see Stinky Arnold and Harold like devouring pickles and tacos and burgers at the lunch table and that's like a precursor for how amazing you're going to see how, how amazing their eating antics are going to be like seeing them stuff their face with taco meat is pretty funny it definitely is and there's
1: something about uh, the flashback with grandpa Oh, there's something about I don't think about eating contest very often, but it was very interesting to realize that like, they've probably been going on for a long time. Right. Right. Um,
0: and I don't know if we can get into this now, but let's wait,
1: let's wait, let's okay. wait. I also had a little historical nugget.
0: Yeah. His, interesting historical stuff. I also eventually want to play, which is not the, uh, we're going to play this bit because it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but it's so funny, uh, that I realized watching it, um, is something that I quote all the time, but I forgot where it came from. Where it came from. Origin. And it's so funny. It's um, uh, young grandpa asking his dad why he's crying after he won the uh, the eating contest. Let's listen.
1: Father, you have tears in your eyes. Why, Father?
0: Because I'm so proud of the way you eat, son. So you see Arnold eating masculine. I don't have a ton more to say about that. I, I I think it does fit into familial weight, which maybe we can fit this fit that scene back in later. Um, but that's not the um like crux scene, the the theme scene. Um it really very very concisely happens in just a few seconds at the end of the episode, I think. Um, right? When the ice cream the ice cream cake is the last item on the um, eating contest list, and uh, Arnold's about to hit a wall, and he says, "I don't think I can do it. I'm only nine And uh, both, yeah, Gr- Grandpa confronts him in this moment. So I think I think what's said is pretty concise to what this episode's about. Let's uh, also listen to this. Final stage, dessert, <laughs> ice cream from the Jolly man <laughs> I know you can do it, Arnold. I've reached the end, Grandpa. I have limits. I'm only nine. Nine-year-old's love cake. Arnold, remember family and tradition. The 50 bucks I got riding on this thing. Wow. I can't beat that. You really are the disposal. How are you feeling? Uh, I think He's feeling pretty good. So that piece of dialogue from grandpa is uh, almost the entire story wrapped into just a few words. Um, I think there's uh, one other theme that we can talk about, but I think the three major themes that grandpa brings up is uh, consider uh, Arnold consider family history and legacy. So the first is the weight of family legacy. Uh, The second is um, this assumption that kids love to eat. Therefore, just do it. Um, there's a, um, the the assumption is, uh, why are you complaining? Kids like to eat. And this could be done with any, with sports, with performing. Kids love doing blah, blah, blah. Therefore you should excel at this. Um, and then the third, the third bit is I got a lot of money writing on you kid, which is the second time he brings this up. And all three are manipulative in different ways. Um, I, I think that, the fourth that is missing in that moment, although I guess the act of him encouraging him to move forward relates to this. Um, The other kind of quote wisdom that grandpa throws to Arnold is work through the pain. Um, And so maybe that's how Arnold gets to those other three points. Um, If you work through the pain, then you'll love it. If you work through the pain, you'll make me proud. If you work through the pain, I'll make my money back. Um, But I think those three, those three points are, yeah, it's, it's the, it's what, Grandpa, the standards that Grandpa holds Arnold to in that moment. Totally. And I think you can see them in like
1: varying forms of uh, competition that par- parents put their kids through. So, like, you have like beauty pageants for right. little kids or whatever. And sports, sports, those yeah. sorts of things. And I like, especially like the beauty pageant thing, there's like a thing when you watch the shows that are based on it, it's like it's every girl's dream to be beautiful. So she's like, like relishing it and loving it because she gets to be so beautiful. Right. And it's like, it, yeah, like beauty is an important thing. And it, to some degree, like culturally, but at the same time, like it's used as a manipulator for mm. the kid mm. to get the, the parent, to get the kid to do whatever they want them to do. And then I think like child actors and stuff like that, you totally. have the whole yeah. monetary thing along with legacy and everything else that goes into it. Um, so I think, and I think probably you don't normally in these situations see it so explicitly laid out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you, yeah, because you as a parent uh, and a manipulator, you don't often show your hand like that.
0: But yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see. So the 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 most manipul not manipulative, the most um, narcissistic, selfish parent character is clearly Big Bob, which we've talked about a lot before. And so it's interesting to see. Um, the character who's uh, generally a pretty caring parent figure, um, uh, not just caring, but like present, but also doesn't take anything that seriously. So there's this, like it's, so we, we, a few episodes ago, we talked about, um, the Chinese checkers one, and it's interesting to see him take the thing that he was afraid of in Chinese checkers, which is, uh, failing and like putting that, that fear of failure, um, Not only onto Arnold, but tying it into family legacy and um, uh, like childhood, like the 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 dream of childhood. Oh, don't you want to eat a ton of food? Why would you fail at that? Um, So it's interesting to see, like, generally a good a good-hearted character. Almost, yeah. I mean, he becomes manipulative and maniacal as much as the Jolly Olly Man or Big Bob. Well, and I think for specifically for the character Arnold's character
1: the dynamic with the grandfather is interesting because the the his the flashback is between grandpa and his dad mm-hmm. and oh, arnold is not mm-hmm. yeah his son but it's like he's raised him for so long that he mm-hmm. basically is his son and i think that though there's there is still a difference there and i could see the like the idea of family or like family weight like Really, actually, and this is redundant, but like weighing more on Arnold, right? Because right. he's lacking that uh family history, oh, interesting. and he's always sort of uh-huh. like seeking it out uh-huh. in different ways. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: The yeah, I don't know. Uh, it so another layer, <coughs> excuse me, that's interesting is that the competition that. Arnold is participating in is a competition of consumption and there's this pride that grandpa and Harold and the jolly olly man and Seymour have in like the, the concept of consumption. And, you know, it's, this is, this is kind of peeling back the layers to look at the more metaphorical position of this, um, which is, which I think there's a lot of, writing on this, the overeating of American society. Uh, and yeah, it's just interesting to see like these kids forced, like eating contests feel like an adult thing. It feels like something you do after you're like, once you're in college or after you're thinking like, Oh, it'd be like, wouldn't it be fun to like overeat this one day a year, but to have like, to get kids into it seems so gross. And, um, symbolic of our culture. Like it, it actually feels more like a, an episode of black mirror or the twilight zone than it does of Harold. Not in, it's like, it's not sci-fi, but I mean, well, it's like purely wasteful, purely wasteful. And, um, yeah. and it's not like, I think a pie eating contest is kind of in between somewhere because it has this like American to eating pie. Um, but even, even that I-, I think having kids overeat to win a contest is like one of the few things worse than childhood beauty pageants. Like there's not much worse than that. And I think overeating might be the thing. So in, it's interesting because it, in grandpa's flashback, it happens
1: in 1929, right? Like right before the depression, ah. which I think is really interesting because if you look at that historically, mm. that's like a time of abundance mm. and mm. sort of everything to mm. the extreme.
0: And also, so well, and I <clears throat> wonder whether, so the depression happened in 29, and yeah. it, so either it's before the depression. And I doubt this happened during the depression because well, it would just be, be so wasteful. Possibly. But I think the one thing I'd push back against that is that the dad is so proud. It's like, it's like, it's the, maybe it was the only opportunity for, it's like something that the city does to like get the, get the kids excited. So it's possible that the dad's thinking like, this is the most food he's going to get in a week.
1: Yeah. I, well, so
0: is. <laughs> Does get, grandpa, is he from, come from immigrants? Uh, that's never it specified. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. I think they're like born and bred city folk.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, the way that I, I, I don't know. I feel like in, in the, Dep- I doubt, I really doubt that there is eating contests in the, Dep- during the that's depression. That's true.
0: But either way, whether it was the depression or not, they're interesting. Yeah. yeah perspectives. Totally. So if, if, if it was right before the depression, there is this like. True nostalgia makes sense too. it would. Yes. And yeah, abundance, the idea of like, like uh, post-World War One, rococo kind of uh, turn of the century abundance. Um, And it would make sense that grandpa would look back at that with a sense of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And uh, like every kid loves to eat, which he wanted to eat, but never got to during the Great Depression. He was a kid.
1: Yeah, and I don't know, and I think in a way it probably shows the weird relationship he had with his father, potentially, Mm. because that's not a real achievement. Do you know what I mean? In reality, like eating a lot is hard to do, Yeah, but there are like greater things in life to do and to accomplish beyond
0: eating a vast amount of things. This flashback gets painted as a, um, like an American dream type of achievement, like... I'm so proud of you, son. It's like a son sharing with his father. Totally. Um, the pride of Americana. Yeah. And, you know, like you wouldn't hear a dad say that to his kid now, even if he did win that win an eating contest, it would be like, cool, we did it. Great. You, you were so great. But back then it's like, I'm proud of you. Like I've bestowed my pride on you. Like bask in the glory of my pride. I mean, it's adorable that his dad's crying like over his son, but it's also like, it, of course, Grandpa, as a kid, is gonna ask, "Why are you crying? Why are yeah, you it Doesn't make any sense. No, he, I just like, ate a lot of food. Yeah, don't yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
1: there's this good time article called. Well, it's it's a brief history of competitive eating, and the article is very brief. Uh, but there is one part in it that I think is uh, pretty interesting. It talks about how, according to the Major League Eating, which is uh, the governing body of competitive eating, uh, it says that. Um, the American version of the pastime began in 1916, uh, and it was held by Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. And according to legend, four immigrants competed to determine who was the most patriotic. The Irish, Irish Irishmen won with 13. And... I think it sort of in a way plays into what you're saying about like uh, engaging in some sort of like American experience. Right. And while these are immigrants, it seems like they're probably trying to be feel proud for Irishmen, right? Right. right. But at the same time, there is something like very quintessentially American about yeah. this. Yep. So it's like combining their sort of nationalism of like, look, the Irish are great at something
0: mm-hmm. with like engaging in something that seems wholly American. Well, and, and so if we pair that with um, the competition that Arnold takes part in. Um, it's interesting that the – the okay, so Grandpa's contest is pies, one, just pie, like as many pies as you can eat. Arnold's is a, an array of foods from around the world, and yeah, so that does quite,
1: feel more – It's representative of the community. Yeah,
0: metropolitan and diverse. Totally. Um So you have the kielbasa, you have the uh, – what did we try to say? <laughs> it's like it's like a Middle Eastern type of. I don't know uh, what it is. Slo- Slovak, maybe it's Russian, like Polish, or maybe something. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, we are so sorry to any of our. <laughs> we could have done a Google, we but you know, sorry. Uh, uh, all the Polish potential Polish taco, tacos, Caesar salad, like uh, from all around the world. Um, it feels like it's representative of the characters in the show. Yeah, yeah, and like Seymour. Um, not only is called well, so he's called the the disposal. But he, what I'm happy about is a he's not just a monster who puts food down his mouth. He has a name, Seymour. But he also clearly is like, like he has not white skin. Basically, um, I feel like he may be Indian. That's what it seemed like to me. Um, I don't know, but I'm guessing based on the color of his skin alone and a name that I, I guess the name has nothing to do with that. No, it doesn't. Help me out, man. Who do you, what do you think? Let's let's label races here. <laughs> He could be Indian. He could be an African American guy. I don't know, kid.
1: I'm not sure what he is. Hmm. All right. I, I think it's either one of those things. Um, but it uh, adds to the array of uh, like diverse right, characters right, in the show. Right, right. Um, well, and it kind of plays like in a way, kind of in what I just said about the Irishman thing.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Like,
1: there's something about it that's very interesting in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I had. Th- I was thinking of something earlier about how. Man, there was something earlier about how this would never fly. Oh, you know what? It's for a different episode. Um, (laughs) So the other thing that's interesting about the history of it is that same Time magazine article had a bit about um, a food competition that Loki participated in. Loki is uh, uh, a a God in Norse mythology, Um, which in this episode, Grandpa says by Odin's beard when he sees... Uh, Seymour, so I don't know if they meant to do that, but it's a nice, it's a really nice Easter egg.
1: Yeah, because that's supposedly, like, in the first... Example of competitive eating is yeah, between it's Loki like a Norse mythology, like... it's like Loki, a god, and his servant, and the servant wins and ultimately eats the plate that all the food is served in, as like his sort of
0: like mic drop in the scenario. That's good, yeah, yeah, just fantastic. And for those of you who have watched any of the Marvel universe, you know that uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, sorry, apologies, uh, know that Odin is the father of Loki, so there we go, there's the connection, that's the connection um (coughs) excuse me just been eating too much uh kielbasa um this is like a much better version to me uh it's a much better version of the chinese checkers episode um i think it's funnier uh and i think it has a lot more layers
1: um was that the last one we did was it the last one we did? Oh, was the last one, the one before that. Right, right. But that's very, they're very similar episodes to have so close yeah. to one
0: another. Well, it's, it's possible, too, that they were shown at different times. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, um, than what is shown on the Hulu list. Hulu. Um, yeah, there's also, uh, uh, eating is a piece of pride in this episode. So you have Grandpa telling Arnold, like, I've never been more proud in my life than when I won this. You also have, um, Mr. Kikashka, who is a judge of the eating contest, uh, who says, well, I get to eat, though, right? And so the achievement of becoming judge is that he gets to eat whatever he wants, um, which makes sense because he's a foreigner who probably is. Well, he is very poor. He lives in the boarding house. Um, and so for him, this is a free ticket to eat whatever he wants.
1: He also has he's like a bit of an urchin as a character, isn't he? He just like his relationship oh with his wife and stuff. He just likes sort of. All the, free, the little free handouts that he yes, can get. all the time. So, yeah, it's in line with his character in the show as well. Um, yeah. Oh, crap. There's something that I was thinking of. Oh, um, a, a, a tactic that I think that is really funny that his grandpa sees, seems to employ during the training is it's almost like he, he feeds his – Arnold a lot. I almost called him his son. That yeah. would be very – yeah, that makes make grandson. sense. A, grandson. Um, <coughs> he feeds him a lot of food, but then he also, like cr- – helps make him throw up a lot and purge a lot. He shows totally. him a lot of like really unappetizing foods once he's like right. in very odorous foods, like mm-hmm. once he's really full. So I think it's to like a lot, show him how much he, he should be eating, but then also making a stomach extremely empty. So then he doesn't let him eat the entire time. And that seems like, uh, the last uh Seymour it seems like he was a little overzealous and a little cocky like he walks on a stage like eating pizza right and right. Then be- even way before the the uh, event you're saying he's like eating um eggs or different things like yeah. that too and so it's almost like he he like bought his own hype kind of
0: definitely um and and I guess to piggyback on that um this this episode feels like uh, the opposite of purging, like, like, so you're talking about like vomiting, uh, uh, after eating too much, this is like, oh, well it's binging. It's, it's grandpa's teaching him the ways of like over. So I, I think that's why earlier I was considering what overconsumption means. Uh, so I like, yeah, I think the overconsumption is an interesting, interesting element too. So I guess the other thing I want to ask is what do we think about, I guess we didn't even really like dive into grandpa's phrase other than just explaining it. Um, like the idea of grandpa saying like using family history to manipulate Arnold, um, which isn't an uncommon theme of this show, especially with big Bob. Uh, there's a lot of familial weight. Uh, what like Arnold seems to take it and run with it. Is there anything positive about that?
1: Uh no, I don't I don't think necessarily positive, but I think well, I <laughs> guess in a way it allows him to engage with like his grandfather's narrative and like sort of like mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's in my opinion, it seems to play more into the fact that he he's lacking a lot of
0: That's really interesting.
1: Uh he's lacking a his, family narrative. Totally. So he like kind of in order to like create his own, I don't know. I, I, it makes sort of, it sort of makes sense to me, but yeah. I, I think it's, I don't know if it's necessarily positive. It almost seems even more manipulative, but I don't think it's like not, it's, it's fairly well intentioned in a way. Yeah. It's like creates a bond between the two of them. It's like yeah. kind of hard. Cause it isn't, it isn't like, um, there's, it doesn't seem negative, like overly negative to me by the end of it. It doesn't feel negative during you kind of feel like, uh, this doesn't feel totally right but it also feels harmless. It's like benign. The whole it thing could be worse, seems yeah. fairly benign. Um
0: although the I I think betting the money on him is an interesting it's like betting on your family history to carry your grandson through. And betting on like there's no innate ability. Like it's not like grandpa's like you're a great eater. Like that that fits more on Harold's side, right? Harold's like I love eating. And apparently he didn't have his family backing him or something.
1: Well, it's like a marathon and he just like blew up right after the gun went off.
0: Very funny. Yeah. Again, this is full of comedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Guys,
0: I know. comedy. We're not
1: doing it justice. You got to watch the thing. Yeah, That's it's great. Pretty funny.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Harold like eats a taco too fast and has to like run off stage screaming for his mommy. Here's a blooper. His parents are sitting in the in the uh, audience. So he should have just run straight to her. We're not here to talk about animation bloopers. We're here to talk about the meat of the episode, which in this episode is kielbasa. It is, and <laughs> you're welcome for that that train of thought. <laughs> I didn't write that. that. was I felt I feel good about that one.
1: And the, the so another little I was thinking of another little blooper, and it seems like there, you said there's like a plot hole in right. when uh, Seymour he's like eating the the giant cake. But he's consumed the almost the entire cake on his own without Arnold's help at all. But then he kind of, like, passes out, it seems Into like. It's like a
0: pool of blood, which is chocolate sauce.
1: Yeah. And then Arnold, all he has to do is take one bite of the yeah. cake, and then he wins. And maybe I don't understand the rules of competitive don't over, eating. Don't
0: overthink it. I know. I know. It, it just seemed a little confusing yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but putting, like, putting the money on... So, so, Harold clearly didn't have the money put on him by Family Legacy. And like that felt the grossest when grandpa lays out this beautiful story. He um, says kids love to eat. Like you're going to have a great time. And so at that point you're thinking like, okay, uh, clearly Arnold doesn't want to do this, but at least grandpa's reasons are like somewhat pure um, or at least hopeful. Right. And then he like, it's like cuts that down and says, besides I've got $50 running on you, kid. Like, oh my gosh, like this became dark all of a sudden, like peddling your kid off to eat, to overeat, like betting on consumption, but it's like, it's like how, how many Facebook likes can you, likes can you get? How many it, I know that's so on the nose, but it just feels gross to bet on like your own blood, bet on your own blood, bet on your own blood's ability to consume to, to like,
1: but I think it also like the idea of taking a natural thing like eating and then making it competitive feels oh, yeah. like american i think like the oh, totally. idea of yeah. like just betting on a competitive thing also is in that same vein you know what i mean like it's an absurdity like competitive mm-hmm. eating mm-hmm. and then betting on that is absurd as well but it's like betting on like like, cockfighting is r- ridiculous, too. Like, all of it. Dogfighting. Like, all of it. It's sort of all absurd and grotesque in
0: a way. But, like, if there's a way to make money off of it, people are going to try. We have so many dogs that are bred to be strong. We're going to set them loose on each other. Totally. Like, only and in America. On yeah, and then bet money on it. Well, it happens, that
1: happens all over the place, I think, probably. No. Now just here? Just America. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have so much food. It's coming out of our noses. We're going to eat it. We're going to eat all of it. And we're going to make... You're going to win a crappy trophy and then feel like garbage for the rest of the day. Have you, have you watched an eating contest before? No, I it's haven't. ridiculous. Like the people who win. The, so the hot dog eating contests happen every year um, in Vegas, I think. But anyway, the way the winners win is they, because they have to eat a hot dog and both sides of the bun. They have to eat the whole thing and and they'll eat dozens and dozens and dozens of hot dogs. The winners, the best ones know that you dip the entire thing in water or some other kind of liquid. I think you're only allowed water in these contests, but um because it like it helps go down your throat faster than what It like starts to break it down before you.
1: Yeah. They were saying in that time article, like or yeah, yeah, the time article about like lemonade acidic, or juice. Acidic yeah, drinks, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's But gross. that sounds like a weird loophole. And maybe it's because like they want you to be able to like Keep consuming this will just help you. Oh
0: man, that's a that's a metaphor for society. It's like a weird lubricant. Keep consuming. Keep consuming. Uh there yeah, there's so many like just little bit bits and nuggets of food in this episode that are great to taste and great to see and smell. It's just like a great fun episode that's if nothing else visually striking. Like the name of the name of the uh of the uh festival is called like uh like like the, the annual block party festival fiesta of food or something like so many names of parties. It's so funny. And, and, and this town, they love their parties. They have a, the, the the cheese festival too, which I wish we had here a cheese festival Um, festival of food. That's like now cool again. I I feel like that's not too uh, rare. Uh, (coughs) Um, So I forgot to look up a jazz of the week. So Adam, while you, uh, think of your cry of the week, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to look up a jazz song. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good.
1: Um, I think the, my cry of the week is probably, um, I don't, this, this episode, it's like, it's hard because it's actually a pretty funny episode Mm -hmm. through and through. Um, I don't know if there's any like really sad parts. I think maybe the only sad part is when Seymour, like, kind of out of nowhere just, like, passes out. And I think part of it is there's something that seems, like, just wrong about it. Like, he seems, like, kind of like he dies or, like, there's something about it's it like, fairly dramatic seeming and it's, like, a little dark. I don't know. And then, like you it said, like, dark. the chocolate, like, pooling below yeah. him, like, blood. Yeah. But there's something, like, sort of strangely striking about it but, like, in a dark sort of way. I don't know. That might be it. That's hard.
0: Yeah. I on this one. I think... Uh, I like... I think Arnold... No. Dang, dang. It's a hard one to do. I, I, I guess it's, it's young grandpa saying, Father, why are you crying? Uh-huh. Because there's something real about a kid seeing... It's like the kid is truly confused why his dad's crying. Like, I think... I think, you know, when you see your dad cry in pain, like he stubbed his toe or like something like that, you're not quite as like, why are you crying? It's more like, oh, you're crying. Like, this must be hurt. serious. Yeah. yeah. But when it's like so clearly about nothing, it's interesting to see. Well, like the prideful cry is confusing to a kid. It is. Yeah. I, so Cause it's like you're happy, why would you cry? It's, it's like, yeah, counterintuitive. It's such a funny moment. Like... The innocence in his voice it clearly has stuck with me for a decade, two decades, unknowingly. Yeah. unknowingly. Um, so it's funny, but it also is somehow sincere at the same time. Um, so I guess that's my cry. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like two, maybe it's not like it's like a couple tears, maybe. Um, Did you find a track? Oh, gosh, no. Do you have any in your in your brain?
1: Uh, no, but we could just do a mystery one mystery. So we'll have a mystery tune send us out this episode. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for listening after the holidays. Uh, it's pretty great of you.
0: Yeah, we took a week off because um life. Why not end the old year with a uh a break, a vacation. A, a vacay. Um yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh next episode is Rhonda's Glasses, which is uh has a lot of interesting metaphors as well. I uh, can't wait to talk about that. Um
1: rate review
0: yeah please uh in this new year make it your news, new year's resolution to rate and review our podcast uh tell one friend a day tell one friend a day to do it that's even better uh our email is hey.heyarnoldhey at gmail.com send us a line uh other than that enjoy this mystery tune which uh we'll leave in the show notes uh so you can uh patronize these uh homies um with your listening thank you yeah thank you bye-bye Bye.